Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children and builds specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, as well as work to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He's never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Wednesday, October 5th edition of the program. We have the price of gas going up, the Saudis cutting production by 2 million barrels a day. And all of a sudden, the White House is saying, you know, it's really complicated to figure out the role that policies have from the Biden administration on the price of gas. Well, hold on a second. What about a few weeks ago? Something changed, didn't it? We'll also be discussing the rescue swimmer who Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about who may get fired from the Coast Guard for not getting the shot, even though he's down helping with recovery and rescue efforts in Florida because the vaccine madness from the libs continues. We'll also discuss Corey Bush among those walking away from the defund police mantra just in time for the election. And Buck has a movie recommendation for you, but you have to stay with me in order to hear what it is. You've heard me talk about the my slippers and you see me when I'm doing the show, I'm wearing the my slippers. Look at this. I mean, it has this incredible soft uh, filling here. You've got the, uh, the patented impact gel. You've got this faux fur that feels so good on your feet, but it's also really an all terrain slipper. I wear this outside. I'm going to go walk the dog in a little bit, wearing my, my slippers, 
They're amazing. You got to get yourself a pair of Mike Lindell's My Slippers if you don't have them, especially as it's getting cold in a lot of the country. Oh, you're going to love these for your feet. You're going to wear them all day, all the time. And also, my friends, the Giza Dream Sheets. Guess what? The Giza Dream Sheets are the best sheets I've ever owned. So you can get these amazing products. And right now, the Giza Dream Sheets, so soft, so supple, are at the lowest price ever. The sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 when you use promo code BUCK. So get yourself a pair of these slippers. Get yourself a pair of these sheets, the Giza Dream Sheets. You're going to love them. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Basically, just go to MyPillow.com, pick out amazing products. Start with the slippers or the sheets, the Giza Dream Sheets. They're fantastic. And make sure you use promo code BUCK. That's promo code B-U-C-K. Uh, that's the radio special you'll get here. You'll get a phenomenal discount, 60% off the sheets. It's more than half off, folks. Uh, you might be saying, well, how many how many pairs of Giza sheets? I have three pairs of Giza Dream sheets at home, and I just rotate them on my bed because they're amazing. Best sheets I've ever owned. All right, now, the price of gas is high. This is a problem for the libs because people get annoyed when they have to pay a lot more money for filling up their tank. And actually... The price of everything is going up, too, or everything that you need for your day-to-day, because it turns out, as everybody knows, half of petroleum is used in products, not actually used in gasoline for your car. And that means that also you're going to be paying more for stuff you buy. And the transport of everything because of higher gas prices, trucks that take all the things to the stores that we buy. Yeah. So you know what the Saudis have decided to do? They're going to raise. I'm sorry. They're going to bring the price up by dropping their production of oil by two million barrels a day. Now, the Biden administration is basically treating the strategic uh, strategic petroleum reserve like it's a fire sale. They're just trying to give it away. Come on, get it out there. Get it out there because they want to bring down the price of gas as much as they possibly can. But this is so weird because price of gas is actually going up right now in this country. And just a couple of weeks ago, the Biden administration was saying, see, gas is coming down. See, we have inflation under control. So hold on. If it's going back up, don't they have to then look at the, wait a second, I thought your policies are bringing the price down. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre trying to address it. You said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? So... It's a lot more nuanced than that, right? Um, Peter, you know this. There have been global challenges that we have all have dealt with. When I say all, meaning other countries as well have dealt with since the pandemic. There's been pandemic and there's been uh, Putin's war. And Putin's war has increased gas prices at the pump. Ah, it's Putin's war. The Putin price hike. Remember when they tried that? So I want to be clear on what the standard is for everybody out there. When the price of gas is going down, it is because Joe Biden is a genius and the Democrats are doing great things for the economy. When the price of gas is going up again, and it's already very high, even when it was going down for a brief period, when the price of gas is going up, it's complicated. Nuance. Got to throw some nuance into the mix here, folks. A lot of things, a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. You know what? There's not really the same kind of nuance about when the Democrats were firing people from their jobs for not getting a shot that does not protect them and does not prevent them from spreading the covid virus. Right. That was another another issue out there. That was another situation, a circumstance that we should not forget about. Joe Biden was calling those people really saying terrible things about them. 
effectively treating them all like they're morons. If you don't want to get the shot, you're a bad person. You're giving the virus to other people. They were wrong about all of this. Now, we know that, and I certainly hope that people of sound mind will do everything they can to vote these Democrats out to punish them for COVID. High price of gas, yes, COVID, crime, wide open border, so many things. But to punish them for the high price, uh, or rather for the, the, um, the price we all paid in the firings for not getting the COVID vaccine. Remember, the Biden administration tried to use an OSHA mandate to make everyone in the country, the whole nation, if they worked at a place with over 100 employees, we're going to have to get the shot or else they face fines or weekly testing. Weekly testing? When are we getting tested for? Think about the expense of this. Do you think your company's going to want to deal with that? It was crazy. They were totally wrong. And they're not done. And this is what I want to remind everybody of. This is what you also need to hear. They haven't given up on this stuff yet. And Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked, hey, right now, you know, Biden and DeSantis were doing a, a press conference today on the cleanup efforts in Florida. DeSantis seems to have mobilized first responders and, and, and relief efforts very well so far. Uh, Democrats will never admit that, of course, because they hate him. And he's you know, worse than Trump. He's you know, the worst person ever. Um, but Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked, hold on a second. So there's a Coast Guard swimmer. This has come up who's doing rescue work in Florida who risks being fired for not getting a covid shot at this point. This is how she responded. Uh, this is how she responded to this. I mean, she basically dodged on the issue entirely uh and she was unwilling to give a real answer which seems so odd doesn't the president recently praised a group of coast guard rescue swimmers one of them reportedly faces termination because he isn't vaccinated curious given the threats that we're facing abroad would the president ever reconsider that vaccination requirement or consider issuing more exemptions. So, as you can imagine, the president has the most, the deepest respect for the U.S. Coast Guard. I would refer you specifically to the U.S. Coast Guard on this issue, on this individual questions. It's not something that I would uh, comment from here, but, uh, you know, there, uh, of course, uh, have been multiple vaccination requirements, as you know, in place for quite some time. But again, I'm not going to comment here from here on an individual case. Okay. Uh, this is the executive branch we're talking about. And the Biden White House sets the policy. This, oh, go ask the Coast Guard for this. No, the Coast Guard has to respond to the Biden White House executive order about vaccinations for federal employees. So when she says he has the utmost respect for members of the Coast Guard, that's just bull. That's just garbage. If he respected them so much, he wouldn't be willing to fire a single one of them for refusal to get a shot that doesn't work, that he doesn't need. It's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Who wants to make the argument otherwise? You know, you know they're telling people now, they're like, oh, you know, we need to get out there and, uh, oh, 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 Fauci, he's good. You think he's gone. You think the little Fauci maybe is going to go have his millions in retirement because he's worth like $15 million now. How much of it is Moderna stock? Excuse me, I am science- and I represent science to the tune of millions of dollars I've made from it by getting money from pharma companies that I will not disclose. How dare you ask me? But Corinne Jean-Pierre said, oh, don't worry. The Fouch is going to be back next week telling everybody to t- it's time to get your boosters. We are off to a, a strong start. 
with about 10 million Americans with their updated vaccine. It means that in the first three weeks of our fall vaccination program, hundreds of thousands of Americans got their updated COVID-19 vaccine each day. Next week, we're, we are hoping uh, to have uh, Dr. Jha and also uh, Dr. Fauci here in the, in the briefing room uh, to take to take your questions clearly uh, on this new on this new vaccination uh, program and how we're making sure that Americans are aware and they know the importance of getting uh, this new vaccine. So you're going to hear directly from uh, the doctors next week. The new vaccine, the importance of getting the new vaccine. The old one did not work. The old one was a disaster. And now they're like, the importance of getting the new vaccine, I can tell you right now, Fauci's going to come out, he's going to say, however, as you know, the CDC and the NIH recommendation for the cold and flu season will be a combination package. You want the COVID shot number five and the flu shot, which is variable. Maybe it's your 50th, maybe it's your first, but you get them both, you know, It's kind of like peanut butter and jelly, flu shot and COVID shot, delicious when they go together. He's really going to try this. He's going to come out and tell everybody. I mean, you know, this is like the, you know, from my my cold dead hands, you know, from my cold dead arm, you are not putting a needle in it. All right. Molan Labe, get away from me. Although come and take it. The opposite of that is what I'm saying. You know, you get what I'm saying. Over my dead body. I'm not getting another one of these shots. And yet, here we are being told, oh, yeah, get ready for Now, they're not mandating it the same way they were because I think then people would really be like, you you guys are insane. You're like medical fascists. Um, and they haven't even. Why isn't Fauci? I'm, I'm just going to break down for you why you know that he's such a scumbag and he's the worst person, honestly, in America in many ways in terms of the damage that he's done. Uh, at a policy level. I mean, yeah, I know there's mass murderers running around with, you know, hatchets, but he's the worst person on a policy level in the entire United States. Um, Why aren't we hearing about how effective the last round of shots were? You never noticed this? You haven't heard a number in a while, have you? The shots are 92% effective at preventing hospitalization and death. Oh, they don't say that. Shouldn't they? When you have a really successful campaign, Right. When, when you have something that works really well, don't you tell everybody how well it works? They don't talk about this at all, do they? Remember, in the beginning they did. So it's not like this isn't something that crossed their mind. In the beginning, it's, you know, it's 95 percent effective at preventing infection. I'm even just saying now, forget about infection. I mean, everybody I know who got the everyone I know who got the shots got COVID without exception. OK, they all got COVID. So, yeah, really, really amazing vaccine you got there going. Um But if they actually had had a successful campaign, even in terms of preventing serious uh, illness, hospitalization and death, they would be touting right now that success with numbers. It's the most obvious thing in the world, right? You know, 99 percent of people who listen to the Buck Sexton podcast or watch the Buck Sexton show on Rumble are highly satisfied customers. Now, I might have just made that number up, but let's assume it's true. I'm going to be telling people that. And it's really 99.9. Let's be real. You know, you use the numbers when they're in your favor. But you see, the problem with Fauci here is the actual data is a disaster on the shots, a disaster. But he's not done with you. He's going to try to make a few less. What this is really about now 
is continuing this to the end until he leaves when the Republicans take over the Congress uh, so that it doesn't look like he's admitting while he's in office or in position, I should say, at uh, NIAD, which is part of NIH, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, um, which is the little Fauci fiefdom that he was wrong about everything and he's an awful person. He doesn't want to admit that for obvious reasons. Friends, if you've ever had an argument on politics, you know that it used to be about, you know, which politician you like or what the tax rate should be. People weren't discussing, really, is this even a good country, America? But, oh, man, that's changed a lot. Now you hear a lot of people arguing about whether our country is even a good place or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. One reason for this is simple. For too many years, the education system in this country has been teaching Americans to hate their own country. That's why we need an antidote to this madness. And that's what we get with Hillsdale College. Hillsdale is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. Watch one, watch them both. Enroll in one of these free courses from Hillsdale. Even better, encourage your friends and family to sign up, too. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. That's clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. Clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. Please go check it out. Uh, Corey Bush, his member of Congress, was one of the most vocal defund the police advocates out there in 2020. And defund the police is, it's really a toss-up, the dumbest political slogan in recent history in this country, walls don't work about the border. Remember that? Walls don't work. It's like, wait, I'm pretty sure we've tested this one out throughout history for thousands of years. Walls work. No one says they work perfectly. No one says you can't breach them, but, you know, they're a thing that works. It's like saying bags don't work. I mean, I don't know, you're probably going to carry groceries in a bag. It could break. But you might give it a shot. I mean, to say bags don't work isn't really accurate, right? It's bags aren't perfect. But if you're going grocery shopping, you, you get what I'm saying. Walls don't work is really dumb. But I think defund the police might be even dumber. And it's certainly had uh, lethal consequences for a lot of people across the country. And Democrats were unwilling, unwilling to be uh, honest about this in recent weeks. They're all running from it, which is so weird. Isn't it so important? It's about racial justice. It's about, you know, righting wrongs and historical equity and all this other stuff, right? Ending mass incarceration, abolish prisons. This is what they say. Oh, but not anymore. Now it's, whoa, let's not get all deep into the language here about defund police. When, when they said defund police, what they really meant was let's have a nuanced conversation about how to better integrate and create synergies in our law enforcement and judicial apparatus to provide for safety. And yeah, that's not what defund the police means. Here's Cori Bush. Yep, two. I'm saying let's demilitarize the police. I'm saying let's not use money for SWAT gear. Let's not use money for to, to buy the big MRAPs for our communities. Because let's be clear, the MRAP is not for Russia. In my community, is who is it for? It's it, it's for the people in that community. So, what, but what we need when in when in a lot of places, um, you know, more than half of the budget of a city can go towards police, and less than 
five or so percent goes to health and human services. I'm saying let's take the money instead of buying um, militarized weapons and putting those in our in our police force. Let's take that money and let's put it into our social safety net. Oh, it's about MRAPs now. Right. Mine resistant armored personnel carriers, which were used to to try and uh, limit casualties from IED explosions in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, That's what the problem is. Now, that, that, I mean, if the police are wasting money on excess, by the way, that's military surplus, so what does it even cost? What are these police? But put that aside. Okay, that's a convert. That's not what they were saying. They weren't saying, hey, you guys shouldn't be buying MRAPs. That's a little excessive. They were saying, we need to get rid of police departments. They burned a police department to the ground in Minneapolis, okay? Cops are fleeing departments all over the country because they're not backed up. But now Cory Bush wants to tell you, Remember, big defund the police advocate back two years ago. Now she wants to tell you, let's not get hung up on words. You've stuck by it. In fact, you're one of the few Democrats now who still says, let's defund the police. Are you worried at all that that could hurt some of your colleagues going into the midterm elections? See, the, the thing about defund the police is we have to tell the entire narrative. People here defund the police, but you know what they'll say? Say reallocate, say divest, say move. Uh, but it's still the same thing. We can't get caught up on the words. We People spend more time focusing on the word defund than they spend on caring and addressing the problem of police violence in this country. Okay, so do, she can call it budget cut police. You know, it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. It's less police resources. That's what they wanted. That's what BLM wanted. That's what the Democrats wanted. And that's what we got. And we're less safe and more people died and more break ins and thefts. And we just I just talked to uh, 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 Dixon, who's running in uh, running in Michigan, Tudor Dixon. And she said that the carjackings in her state have gone up 700 percent in two years. A carjacking is a really traumatic thing. Sometimes it leads to people being killed. It's really serious theft. I mean, you know, carjacking is an armed robbery for your vehicle. And it's gone up 700 percent. I mean, you sit around, you look at all these different cities, all the numbers tell the same story. What happened in 2020? Democrats incited a anti-police racial panic and everybody suffered as a result that is what happened that is what happened right oh we're so racist oh we have to undo all the racism of the system well hold on a second how what are we doing here we're just getting fewer cops the the percentage of police officers that are engaged in an illegal use of force incident is tiny in any given year unarmed black men shot by police this according to washington post data it's in the, it's a couple of dozen. Now, every one of those cases can be, depending on the circumstances, tragic and wrong. But we're a country of 330 million people. I think in one year, the Washington Post recently had it was nine unarmed black men were shot by law enforcement in this country. Nine out of 330 million people. You just you start to look at this. Why do we have such a, a such a focus on this? Oh, it's a narrative. It has emotional pull on people. The fact that it's completely out of step with the statistical reality is irrelevant to them and then i just had a quick movie re- review for you as many of you know uh, my brothers uh my two brothers make fun of me for this they say if there are uh dudes with swords beards and you know swinging axes at each other on a battlefield uh you know a thousand years ago i'm into it in terms of a show it's true it's i, I don't know what to say like 
as long as it's reasonably well executed, I'm like, yeah, it's like mead and, you know, mead and wenches and axes and Vikings and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I'm into it. And so Braveheart is my favorite movie, which I've, I've said before here, I think, number one. I mean, I love Gladiator, too. There are other films that I'd put up there, but Braveheart is my all-time number one. And it has been since I was for, since I first thought, saw it when I was, I think, uh, like 14 or 15 years old. Um, there's a movie that you can see on Netflix called The Outlaw King. It has Chris Pine, who I don't really know very well as an actor. I'm not a Chris Pine guy. I don't know why we can't have a Scottish actor playing Scottish people. I just... You know, they try with the accent, but it's a really tough accent. And I think that, you know, there's enough good Scottish. Like, why isn't Gerard Butler playing this role? You know what I mean? Anyway, not that I'm a movie caster. But Outlaw King, which you can see on Netflix if you're a Netflix subscriber, um, probably can watch it some other places, too. It's really about the beginnings of the Robert the Bruce Rebellion after William Wallace uh, was killed, was drawn, quartered, uh, beheaded, drawn, and quartered. I think he was the first person to ever officially have that punishment carried out by the King uh, of England. And uh, it's about the Robert the Bruce initial phase. It feels a little bit, it doesn't take you as far in terms of the timeline as I would like. It doesn't end at Bannockburn, uh, which is the, the pivotal battle that really saw the, the end of English domination, at least in that period of Scotland. Um, but it's a pretty pretty good movie Uh, you know watchable well executed some very violent scenes but uh it's well done the battle sequence is good i gotta say uh i also thought the movie the king on netflix which has the uh who's like the little french actor that everyone's all excited about these days um chalamet he was in the uh the dune movie uh timothy uh timothy chalamet um he plays henry the fifth and the, at the, they're doing the Battle of, of uh, Agincourt, essentially, in The King. And the movie is, is nothing that memorable, except the battle sequence of Agincourt, they do really well. Just going to say. It's a very good battle sequence for what it was. So uh, those are two wrecks. For those of you like me who are medieval and ancient history nerds, I think you'll enjoy. It's not A+. plus. It's not Braveheart level. But a solid B-plus for Outlaw King for me, I would say. And, you know, I love giving bad grades to movies because most of them are trash. That's the show for today, everybody. Thanks for hanging. Shields high. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helps severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs, Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 